Nelson in looking for Garza backside and in for the first goal in Atlanta United history from Yamil Assad. Take a look at history. Hi, y'all. Five Strike Final. Jason Jones from Dirty South Soccer. Joe Patrick from Dirty South Soccer is right over there. Say hey, Joe. Hello. And is your car okay? Yeah, man. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'll, I'll explain. Because I've been in your car before. And, and Look, look. We don't need to get in this. We don't need, <laughs> we don't need people like sending me <laughs> care packages or anything. I'm good. I'm good. I'll explain off-air. This is an off-air conversation. Okay. okay. An on-air conversation we need to have, though, is... We're good as hell. When did we get good again? Yeah, it was. Uh, today was probably the best. Um, it the best. looked and really, it, really good. It's something we kind of like keep saying too. I feel like like every other yeah. week we're kind of like, oh man, this was the best performance of the year, and then this was the best performance of the year, and then tonight was the best performance of the year. I mean, you kind of wonder when the best performances of the year are going to stop, and hopefully, it's never. This yeah, going to run. Yeah, I mean, you look at the um, the the at the Atlanta's form guide, and the team has won four of its last five um, MLS matches. Of course, they've obviously been advancing in the U.S. Open Cup as well. Um, for their Latin, so they've won four of their last five. That only loss was a one goal loss on the road to LAFC, um, and the, this streak started um, July seventeenth in that five nothing against Houston when Frank DeBoer changed the formation. So, I think it like you know. That formation change, everyone kind of wanted to poo-poo it when it happened, but I don't know. I think me and you both agreed that it seemed like a pretty big deal at the time, even though it was against 10 men Houston, um, and the team just looks really good in it, you know? It's so much sharper. It's so much more fluid. Everyone kind of just has a better idea of, of what they need to do and how to be effective in it. Uh, it it's kind of a, a mix of the, the more direct stuff we saw with with Tata but it's starting to have those elements of the possession based style that the Frank DeBoer wants to see and that that very fluid style that Frank DeBoer wants to see um and it continues to be kind of facilitated through the wings just Miriam and, and and Gressel creating a lot of things tonight uh and then PT starting to look comfortable and Zeke Barco being Zeke and, and Joseph being Joseph even on a freaking adductor injury it, just incredible it, it's it's meshing in a way that you would never guess from the off-field stuff, from all the the insanity kind of surrounding the team. Yeah. And some of that stuff may still be there, you know? But, like, look, we made it through romantic overtures last year. Hopefully we can make <laughs> it through this and, and go on a similar run, right? Yeah. I mean, even in, like, Andrew Carlton's playing now, like, everything is so good. Um, I really think it centers a lot down to... Ezekiel Barco coming back to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. I mean, he just the way he's able to drive through, you know, like just c- the way he's able to penetrate, you know, opposing defenses, not even in, not even the defense, but just like to advance the ball from, from the defense to the attack. Uh, like, I feel like we haven't had that player and that was what Miguel Almiron was so good at doing, obviously. And Pitti was just not that player. You know, he's not, he's not fast. Um, he's just not, he's, he's the kind of player you want in the final third to, you know, pull off some flicks and stuff like that to uh, unlock the defense. And, and th- did I just say the, the defense? That was the defense. Anyway, um, 
and we saw him do that today. Like he had a great kind of the, what they called the secondary assist for Joseph's first goal to to put mm-hmm. uh, Gressel through on the right side. Uh, but I just think what Barco offers this team is something that they don't have in any other player. I think the only player that kind of comes close to the skills that he has is Darlington Nagby in terms of like you know just like the the first touch and the the, hit, the control, the dribbling, the ability on the ball to carry it forward. But you know Nagby is. I think he likes to play a little bit more side to side. You know, he just doesn't have that kind of that real quality to to really push and um, go vertical uh, with the ball at his feet. So I think that, you know, Barco has been been huge in that way. And I think that that's why we're seeing so much better performances out of Pitti Martinez, to be honest. I think that he needed a player like that. You know, Jeff talked about it the other day. Um, He just needed someone like that to play with. And now it just feels like they can really create chances and the opposition can't really kind of cover for all the areas that they can attack. It's very funny to me that we're having that discussion about Ezekiel or Sekul and, uh, and Nagby because last year our biggest knock on, on Zeke was the fact that he was too Nagby, right? Mm-hmm. He was side to side and they were just kind of clones of each other, not really helping each other out a little bit. But now that he's, he's started to figure out how to kind of attack space and stuff like that, it, it's been so much better and so much, so much more fun to watch uh, yeah. for the whole team, really. And again, Nagby was really, really good today. And Zeke was doing Miguel things, which is we need him to be more Miguel than, than Nagby, of course. If, if any of our listeners are uh, into the Premier League and followed just kind of the, the Premier League action from this weekend, there was one play that stood out in one of the games that really reminded me of the, something that Barco, maybe not capable of doing it at the same level of what, as what I'm about to describe, um, but it is approaching that. And there was a play and it was a play in the Man City game against West Ham where Kevin De Bruyne was carrying the ball and he kind of just like drops his shoulder and really accelerated down the middle. And then he just, you know, and he just kept going. The guy that was kind of on his shoulder that he accelerated past couldn't catch him. And eventually one of the the defenders had to step up to him. And right as soon as they did that, he released the ball off to Raheem Sterling, who scored, I think it was like the second goal for City. Um, And that just kind of reminded me of like some of the things that Barco can do um, for this team to kind of change the dynamic. Because a lot of what we saw... Without him, even like after the formation change, you know, he still wasn't in the team like that Houston game and stuff. And we saw a lot of, you know, more uh, of Atlanta trying to attack the flanks and ex- using Gressel and Miram and those kinds of guys um, to really go at the opponent. And I think Barco just gives you a totally different dimension. He helps you progress the ball. Like I said, he, he helps you get the ball out of the defensive third. It was actually, I, I tweeted something about it during the game. It was just really striking to me at one point where he's very aware and alert of when the team wins the ball back. And as soon as he sees someone else on the team, win the ball back, he's immediately, immediately drifting or moving into a position, into a, into a space where he's open and can receive the ball. Like he's, he's kind of going to look for the ball, but he's not getting too close to where it's easy to mark him. He's getting into really good positions immediately on that transition moment. And when they can find, when his teammates can find him and get him the ball in those situations, he has usually tons of space to run into because of that initial movement that he made. So good job, Barco. <laughs> yes, good job. Good job. I agree. I agree. Uh, is this the is this the best PT we're going to see? You think? Like, are we getting towards that? Like, I don't know. I was thinking about this while you were talking. Just what is his actual? ceiling 
they were going to see. Because we, we talked so much about exactly what, what you just said about Zeke, you know, being able to find space and stuff like that um, and, and how that that helps PT. But, but how much better can he be, I, I guess? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if any of us really know for sure, but, it, you know, we have... One of our uh, one of our data scientists is uh, busy in the lab churning out hopefully a piece on Pitti Martinez pretty soon. Uh, our, our buddy Teodo Football, but um, I'm interested to see how that comes out. But you know, it's funny in the locker room after the game today. He was like, you know, I think Doug asked him. Um, he was like, I thought it was your best game, and he was like, Really? I didn't because I didn't score. <laughs> and so I think that like obviously he judges himself a lot by you know how many goals he can put in the back of the net for the team it, that's clearly very important to him and he doesn't kind of feel like he's done his job it seems like if uh if, if he doesn't do that so i think that you know ultimate pity is we see him actually contributing goals too uh it's just something he, it's weird like you know you and i and anyone else you know who was watching his highlight videos before he came to atlanta united when we kind of knew we were gonna see him here was you know all these amazing goals that he scored and you know, maybe it's because those goals were collected, you know, those those highlights were collected over like a four or five year period or something. Um, and it just seems like it he scored them all in like one season. He was just incredible. Um, but we haven't really seen that goal scoring from him yet. So hopefully he can add that at some point and that would just make things even better, I guess, but then than they have been. But uh they've been pretty things have been pretty good so far. I gotta say, one thing I was um worried about, and I don't know if you saw this um on the television broadcast was Joseph Martinez, after the first cross that really went to him, he like he like sprawled out for it, didn't touch the ball, and went out for a goal kick or whatever. But then he immediately grabbed his groin, and that worried yeah. me. No, it was pretty clear on the broadcast as well. Was it? it was very, very worrying, right? Uh, but but then you know he absolutely mossed it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and then he like. Oh. Good lord, man! His vertical is insane, even yeah. with like a bizarre abductor thing going on. Right, exactly. You would think that with hit, with the injury that he has, like that would be the last way he was going to score a goal today was by like just out jumping someone uh, and, and getting a header. But man, it is so amazing to watch him go up for those. Like it's just, it is a hundred percent. You know, it's crazy. I thought he was going to have another busted nose after it because it looked like he was just going. He just put his head right into uh whoever he was jumping against just no concerns about it and we've seen him do that before but uh thankfully he was all right it was hilarious though to see him in the locker room after the game <laughs> i i didn't i didn't see him until i kind of you know so you know the inside of the locker room um but our listeners probably don't so i'll describe it there's like this big island in the middle uh it's like kind of like a long rectangle the shape of the locker room and there's just like an island in the middle where they have like post-game snacks and stuff and uh unused cliff bars they never eat and i want they never let me have but it's okay sometimes they have packs of gum and i stole one one time um anyway i didn't see joseph and i kind of like started walking toward closer to the island and then i once i got close enough i could see him laying on the other side of the island he was laying down on the ground in front of his locker and he had ice on his groin but um he was just laying there in his underwear and he had his phone on his chest like me when I'm looking at my phone early in the morning or something. And I'm just like scrolling through it. He was like, it was weird because like everybody else was standing around waiting for interviews. It's not like anything else was happening. <laughs> and so he's just laying there and we're all kind of watching him. It was very strange. I, it, it made me uncomfortable. 
as do many things in the locker room. The whole that's, that's situation is weird. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Joseph, Joseph is all of us. Joseph, Joseph is all of us on a lazy Saturday morning watching cartoons and, and staring at Twitter and Reddit. I, I respect that. So while there there was an interview going on with Franco Escobar, which the smart journalists, you know, don't jump into an interview where, you know, you, you know, you could go over there and just get the audio or whatever, but you're going to get the quote sheet anyway. And the team is recording audio. And if you don't need it for an immediate purpose, you can just kind of like hang around another part of the locker room and like talk to some other players uh, secretly on the side or something like that. And uh, it was funny. We were talking to Barco and he, what have you heard of this brand called like D squared? D squared. Yeah, I think that's what it's called, or like D two or something. And they make Money like box? Canadian hat. Like Barco well, I've has seen a, them all with their weird Canadian hats. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Barco has the Canadian hat, and um, and then Pitty was wearing a Canadian t shirt afterwards. It was like a t shirt, like a cotton t shirt, but it had all these like real thick Canadian badges stitched on. It was very very strange. But I am on it, the D squared two website. And I've been confronted by three very shirtless, very Photoshop men, <laughs> as well as two women wearing high top sneakers and uh, essentially what looks like vines from Tarzan. Um, and this looks way too Firefest for my liking. I'm yeah, going the only thing I'm sure of is that it must be very expensive clothes. So I think that that's like the main thing that they're concerned about is just like, is if it's expensive, then they'll wear it. Amazing. Amazing. I, I'm not nearly style enough or like Joseph's watch. You see Joseph's watch last week? That well, thing he stole it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess it wasn't that expensive, actually. He stole um, it. Anything else we need to talk about? Dude, I don't know. We're just good. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's, there's a lot less to talk about when things are, are going going well. I know. It is. Um, it, it's kind of simple to just kind of say, well, look, they're finally opening up and finally understanding each other and finally healthy. And it, it's not hard to kind of pinpoint where the success is coming from. Right. Yeah, it was somewhat tough to figure out where the difficulty was coming from. Well, no, I take it back. You know, it was really easy to point out where the difficulty was coming from. This is all the stuff we've been saying all year kind of coming and. Now all of a sudden they're they're playing the way a lot of us you know kind of assumed they would at least eventually and now it's here and it was expected you just didn't know when it was going to come unfortunately it is coming this year and not in like 2021 right? yeah yeah so it, the fact that it's it's happening now is is phenomenal because again this could have gone this could have snowballed this could have snowballed but instead they had their their little giants one time moment in the locker room where they all, I guess, stood up and gave a, a speech. Great reference. And, Great you know, now, now everything's okay and everything's fine. And everyone believes in each other and everyone made the early morning run to Gettysburg or, or something. I'm confusing the movies now, but well, yeah, it, I mean, it is interesting that this team seems to have come together a little bit by, not necessarily by like kumbaya, but more by like some friction has kind of sparked this whole thing. Yeah, that's the way it seems like to me. Like there was a little like they needed some. It's like the players needed something, some something to light the fire. And that fire like that fuse turned out to be some unhappiness, which is weird. But that's the way I kind of read it. 
or just that's the way it feels to me. You ever see like the football players in high school? Well, you were a football player in high school. Yeah. How many iron sharpens iron shirts did you own and be truthful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With like a picture of like a weightlifter, like a, uh, like a stick figure, like a uh, guy with weights, you know, the iron or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So iron sharpens iron in this case, like they got, they got hit by some pressure and like pressure makes diamonds or pearls or coal or something, yeah. you know, but they, they survived the fire and, and now it's going better. But um, this is what this is exactly why, like I, I, we've said on this show, that like this team is just way more interesting this year because it's just such a weird, it's a strange dynamic that's going on, but it's working, and now it's resulting in wins and not just wins, but good performances. Like the team looks really good and fluid, and I mean, I don't mean to say this like the team is still disgruntled. I think that they are more on the same page now, but um, I think at the time they weren't. You know, it was kind of it was, it was pretty clear that uh that there was some there was unhappy unhappiness and some bitterness um kind of simmering so right. it's all you kind of good know, to like, see coming around it's not like that like has gone away completely right like it's still there and it's still not great but as long as everyone is is just nice and professional and goes about their day and you know just keeps winning it's it's all gonna be fine right yeah it's all i mean I, I was telling you that I, when I was in the locker room today, um, you know, the tactics board was, um, uh, it was not in good shape. It was not looking in good shape. It had clearly been kicked with force by Uh someone with studs Uh on the bottoms of their shoes. So, Uh um, you know, but that's like, that's the way this team is, you know, like you can't, to me, like, that's kind of why this team is so good, you know, Mm -hmm. like, they wouldn't be the same if they didn't have that kind of that fire. It's got and, some combustibility to it, right? Like this could either like power the car or it can cause the car to explode and take out everything within a three mile radius. Yeah. It's like a nuclear point. reactor. Exactly. Right. So right now we're in the good part of it. Uh, maybe the bad part comes one day and we're Chernobyl as a, as a football team, but you know what? Right now, it's fun. Yeah. If, if there's happy. anything I've if there's anything I've learned from watching Chernobyl or Apollo thirteen or any of these movies, it's to never do any sort of like safety check or housekeeping or anything like that on on the thing. Just keep it full. F- just keep the 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 pedal uh, on the floor full. You know, full throttle, um, mm-hmm. and and you won't screw anything up. Perfect. That sounds exactly exactly like Frank too. He's gonna love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very sure it's happy exactly with everything thing. being completely out of control. Uh, before we go, before we go, I did just want to get your thoughts on um, what you think Wednesday is going to be like against Club America. I guess both, you know, both from what kind of team you expect, and then also what kind of what kind of crowd. I don't because I don't know about the crowd. I, I've heard that ticket sales have not been great for this thing. Ticket sales have not been great. Uh, I imagine there will be a de- decent chunk of, of Club America folks there as well, which will be fun. That's always really cool to have a, a good away supporters uh, contingent there. Um, it'll probably be one of the biggest we've ever had, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think there'll be, I think most of the crowd will be of Club America supporters. They'll well, be that now. You don't think so? Not most of the crowd. It'll be it'll be a decent chunk, but you know it's still an Atlanta stadium. I don't. That's think true. Be that crazy. Um, it's also the Campionas Cup, and it's not like who's really going to show up for that. <laughs> it's not like you're going to have a ton of folks traveling. I don't think for it. Um, 
you know. But well, yeah, I don't think they travel. Everyone. I think they just probably. I think from my perspective, like there's just a lot of Club America folks that for fans that live around around the area. It was shot yeah. going to the um the Mexico Venezuela game. Man, that was so cool. But it was amazing how many just you you. I don't know. Sometimes we forget, or you know. You well, I don't even want to speak for you, but myself, like I forget how much passion there is for Mexican soccer and um, Liga MX in this in this city, and so it'll just mm-hmm. I don't know, it'll kind of be interesting to see what the crowd is like from that respect because, and that's why I was kind of surprised that actually tickets hadn't sold as well as I guess they thought they would uh, to this point because I thought a lot of there will be a lot of those fans trying to snap them up, but maybe there'll be, there'll be a big um, I'm sure there'll be a decent walk up um, crowd that comes the day of but uh yeah i would think so uh, how oh, do you think I'll about what, what what are you thinking about uh rotation of the squad do you, like, yeah. would, you, would you play the starters that's what i was gonna say i don't i don't think we definitely don't see joseph right there's no way i, I, I would be mad i can't believe he went a full 90 <laughs> right yeah i know yeah like that seemed absurd to me that he went full 90 today um no joseph and other than that i mean i think maybe you see Rinowitzen for Renetti. Uh, maybe you see a couple different changes. Uh, maybe at fullback, maybe Mikey Ambrose exists. I don't know. Um, hmm. Who knows? Who knows? I think, but, uh, uh, maybe Parkhurst. I don't know. I think you're going to see a decent amount of rotation, at least more than normal from Frank, because Frank is very, he's very similar to Tata. And if we're playing, you're playing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't really know, to be perfectly honest. The only thing that the only, I guess, thought I have is that the club wants this to be a big thing. Like the the club has a stake in this. So, you know, I think they will they, maybe for this game more than most games, they would, you know, Carlos, Bo- someone like Carlos Bocanegra might have more input on what the team should be, who should be involved. Um so I just do wonder if like that might force Frank to play a stronger lineup than maybe he would even want to in something like this. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. George Bellow also could, could appear again and I wouldn't do it personally, but he played 69 minutes today uh, for the twos in a five, one loss. <clears throat> so uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't expect to see him maybe like maybe that could be his first substitute role coming back i don't know yeah that's what um, yeah maybe come off the bench or something but I, I don't know how much stock literally anyone is putting into this i don't know how to value this i don't know what it means i don't know if it's even really that important but if we win i will celebrate it a lot if we yeah. lose i will pretend it doesn't matter like we're already in the u.s open cup final so i feel like if we weren't in that position in the U S open cup, then maybe this would be a bigger deal, even though it still wouldn't matter. But you know, then Darren Eels could say, Hey, look, we want a trophy. But, um, I think since we're in the U S open cup final, I don't know. That might take a little bit of it, uh, the shine off of this one. Well, but anyway, amazing. we'll I see. Mean, they're, they're, they're two games away from a double. That's absurd. Yeah, like, I know. Like, we would have guessed that. Uh, way back when, but and Joseph Martinez is two goals off of Carlos Vela for the Golden Boot. Just Ooh, nuts. now, LAFC starts. That's right true. Now, actually, yeah. actually, so actually, Carlos Vela will have a. Yeah, well, uh, yeah let, let's predict what Car- how many goals Carlos Vela will score in this game uh, for the, for the <laughs> by the time the listeners uh, people uh, listen to this, he'll he, probably he get two. In this one, he's got yeah, a brace yeah. in the exactly. Yeah, yeah. solid. Uh, so, so does Brian White, though. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm super. This game's gonna be super interesting though, just from a counter pressing perspective. I kind of oh, imagine yeah. like both teams, like boxers, just kind of circling each other the entire time, waiting yeah. for the other to throw a punch uh, because no one's gonna want to do anything because they're gonna get countered to hell. Um, so it's basically gonna be two teams standing around the ball, <laughs> waiting <laughs> yeah. for them to pick it up. But anyway, that's enough Red Bulls LAFC talk. This game has already happened, and we're describing it. Why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I want to go watch it, so uh, I say we get out and get on out of here. Absolutely. Unless uh, you had yeah. anything else, did you want? Did you have something else? Uh, uh, nothing that I can't articulate better through writing. Okay. I'll believe it at that. Okay. I'll believe it at that. Okay. Mm. All right. And I want to hear about your car later too. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right. Talk to All you right. later. Bye, Joe. See ya. <laughs> Bye, y'all.